new concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. And we are live. Welcome back, guys, to the Success 101 podcast. As always, this is your host, Jared Warren, and I'm so excited to be here today. Beautiful morning here in Dallas, Texas. Hope all is well where you are. And I'm just so excited that so many great things are coming up on the Success 101 podcast. We've got a ton of great guests. We've got a ton of great things coming up that my team and I are working on here. So stay tuned. Guys, as you know, in some of the live episodes recently over the past few weeks, I've been going through my book, From Success to Significance. Today, we're going to dive on in and keep going down this journey of creating the six vision building exercises and also looking at the five components for creating your strategy. Guys, you know you have to have a strategy together when you're putting together your goals. It's not going to help for you to sit down and jot down a lot of things on pieces of paper. That's great. That's better than doing nothing. But if we don't have a strategy those thoughts are typically going to lead to a dead end. So when Curtis Estes and I created this book, the idea was let's create a workbook that people can really get their hands around. They can really see visually and constructively what goals they're putting together and actually put those goals into action as they start constructing these vision building exercises and moving into the five components for creating your strategy. My goal, my aim with this is that this really teaches you how to stick to your goals rather than like most people do, which is they have a lot of great thoughts out there, but then those goals end up getting stuck in a drawer and you pull them out six months later and go, oh yeah, man, that was a lot of great material. I guess I should have stuck with that. There wasn't a strategy, guys. And we all know as humans, we can have the best of intentions, but if there's not a strategy there, we know where that leads. So if you heard the last recording, I went through the strategic component number one in the book of the compelling why catalyst. Having a why is the first step to creating your strategy because without a why, things get lost, things get diluted, meanings don't mean as much anymore. There's not as much stick to if we don't have a why in place. If you haven't heard that episode, or in fact, if you haven't heard any of the other live episodes where I'm going through the sections of my book, be sure and go back and listen to those. Also, if you guys want your own copy of the book, I'm offering it for free right now. All my team is asking you to do is cover the shipping on that. If you'll go to success101podcast.com forward slash the dash book and in the promo section at checkout, enter success101, all you have to do is cover the shipping on that. We'll get a copy right out to you. If you're in the continental United States, you can order the paperback version for the shipping only cost. If you're internationally, unfortunately, the only version I have for you right now is the ebook, which I believe is about $9.99 or something like that. So either one of these are going to be super affordable for you guys, whether you're covering the shipping on the paperback in the U.S. or you're getting the ebook reader. And the demand has been awesome. It's been overwhelming for my team here to get all of this sent out. But we're so excited to get this book into more of your hands. So let's dive in today to numbers two and three of the strategic creation strategy around building your goals. And what we find here in number two is the SMART goals formula. We want to be smart with our goals. We want to be intelligent about the way we create it. I don't know of many people out there that set a foot forward to create a strategy that aren't wanting to be wise and smart about it, either from a strategic standpoint or just a work smarter, not harder standpoint. That's what's going to propel you on down this journey and making sure that you actually see them out to fruition. But we've got to take a step back here, guys. We've got to understand what being smart about our goals actually means. What it means to me is that we've actually taken the time 
to strategically craft the activities that lead to the fulfillment of those goals, which is in turn going to make those goals guided, supported, and what? Achievable. The SMART system that we've set up here in the book ensures that your goals are just what that acronym stands for. Specific goals, measurable goals, action-oriented, results-oriented, and time-bound. And if you want to put an extra letter on the end of this, if you're following Mark Devine's Unbeatable Mind Academy, you would put a P at the end of this because all of these have to be positively stated. Something that doesn't sound like a huge aha for most of you out there, but it's amazing how when people sit down and they try to get strategic with their goals, they don't state these positively in a sense that they believe that they can achieve that. So Mark Devine would say smart P in this book. We're just sticking with the classic smart goals action plan. So as we apply these guidelines, the specific, the measurable, the action-oriented, the results-oriented, the time-bound, and positively stated goals, positively stated goals, as you apply those guidelines, you're going to have quantifiable measures to keep yourself accountable, and ultimately, that's going to serve you in attaining your vision. So let's dive into the first one here, the S, which is specific. I want you guys to be as specific as you possibly can when you're crafting these goals. We all know that vagueness can be like kryptonite to goals, an unseen force that's going to weaken and destroy. You have to look at it that way. You have to look at any vagueness, even just a little bit in your goals, as something that could weaken and destroy the attempts you're trying to make at climbing this mountain. Research would tell you that when steps to achieving your goals are written in precise, detailed, clear language, the subconscious mind, which actualizes goals, that means it brings them to fruition in your mind. It makes them more of a reality, even though it's still just a thought at this point. It engages, it harnesses energy for you to accomplish the task at hand. And if used properly, the subconscious mind can be a super powerful friend or ally for you. So there's a few questions I want you to consider that are going to ensure you've been specific. And those should probably include or start with the who, what, when, where, how. Many of you have heard this for years when it comes to goal planning. This is nothing new under the sun, guys, but it's amazing again how often these crucial building blocks are missed when it comes to building your strategy. So for example, if you guys have a goal of achieving your best health, the specific action necessary to qualify this as a SMART goal might be to run four times weekly, starting immediately and building up to a 45-minute 10K over the next three weeks. Do you hear how detailed that is? I could have said, in order to be healthy, I need to run four times a week. Or if the end goal was to run a 45-minute 10K, I could have said, in order to build up to optimal health, I will get to a point where I run a 10K for 45 minutes. There's no boundaries on that. There's no guidelines for me to follow. Instead, you would say, I want to run four times weekly, starting immediately, building up to a 45-minute 10K over the next three weeks. It's measurable. It's actionable. You heard a lot of specifics there. And it's time-bound. We're going to do this in the next three weeks. So something as simple as that sentence to run four times weekly, starting immediately and building up to a 45-minute 10K in the next three weeks, that is a very simple sentence, but it is loaded with boundaries there that allow you to be more successful because you have followed the SMART goals action plan. What about the next step? Is it measurable? We want to establish systems by which you can accurately track the progress you've made toward attaining those goals. And measuring your progress is also going to serve as a motivational tool as well as the big A word, accountability, which is also going to help keep us in those boundaries of achievement. So to ensure that your goals are measurable, you've got to ask yourself very important things such as, when will this be accomplished? By how much? By how many? Remember, guys, what you measure matters. 
We can't forget that. Measurable is so important in this strategy. How about the A, action-oriented? Here's what I've observed through other people that are talking about their goals. One of the key differences between a goal and a vision is the action is tied to the goal. And I'm sure many of you would agree that the best goals out there are those that require growth and motion. We're taking action. Boom. We're taking action. Something's happening. We're not just putting thoughts down, sticking it in a drawer. Nothing ever happens with it. We write down our vision. We want to turn that into a measurable goal and what? Nothing ever happens. Once you've set those actionable goals, you'll be moving along the path toward your vision. So for instance, if your vision is to achieve great health, you've not identified a strategy or an action plan to move toward that vision, right? It's just a thought. I want to achieve great health. This is where the goals come into play, guys. And this is what I really want you guys to key into is about the action part of this, taking action, actually moving forward on some of these things to where we get results which is going to make us stick to things longer and make us feel more rewarded in the end. Actionable means you are taking steps. Even, big point here, guys, even if they are small, small win, small win, small win toward your vision. It's that compounding effect over time. How about the R, results-oriented? Does your goal support your vision? There's many times that I find that people create a vision and then they try to sit down and strategically put goals in place, but they don't seem to line up. They might be similar, but in some ways, they might as well be comparing apples to oranges. Is your goal tied to a specific result? So we can talk about taking action all day long, but what is the result of that action? Is there some sort of formula in place to where that strategy actually equals your goal being tied to a specific result? So as you can see, guys, these are building blocks. We have to make sure that we have goals that are going to lead us to action. But what about once the train gets moving down the track? Is there a certain destination this thing is going to? So the results-oriented part of this says your goal must be on a through line from where you are today to your ideal life. How is that goal relevant to the end result? Goals must be important to you. We all know that. But if the result doesn't inspire you, so your goals have to be important. Nobody would disagree with that. But if your goals don't inspire you, you have to choose a different one. Or we all know that we're unlikely to take the steps to move forward and then keep moving forward if there's no end result in sight that keeps us motivated. And lastly, time bound. This one is so important because it gets missed many times. Every goal must, must be grounded within a determined time frame. Without a time frame, there is no sense of urgency. Again, I'll repeat that. Without a time frame, there is no sense of urgency. Back to the 10K example. If you want to run a 10K, when is the race? Planning on someday. Someday I'll do it. Someday I'm going to make this happen. Will surely weaken your efforts and likely lead to failure. Guys, ground your goals with the activities that fit within a specific time frame, and you'll increase the likelihood for success exponentially. It's such a multiplying effect whenever you do that. To make sure your goals are smart and to make sure that you're following this guideline of smart goals, we've put a worksheet in the book. And I want you to start by considering just one goal. Don't get ahead of yourself here. Don't put too much out there that it overwhelms you. Start with one goal, then refer back to this worksheet in the book anytime you need help, ironing out the specifics of additional goals as you add more to your plate. So if you have a copy of the book or the e-reader, you'll notice that the SMART Goals worksheet starts on page 72, where you're going to list your goal in detail following the SMART Goals action plan. And then there's a few questions here to consider also. What will you do? What specifically is your goal? I want you to provide as many details as you possibly can. Block off adequate time to do this, guys. We don't want to rush our goals either. Take a think time on a Friday and spend the entire day doing this or knock off early at noon or 2 p.m. and just go spend the rest of the day up until the evening 
really dedicating time to this. No phones in your face, no emails in your face. Really sit down with the book and iron this out. And I can promise you, if you do this the right way, you're going to be well rewarded for it. Also, how are you going to measure or evaluate the achievement of the goal? That's a big question you have to ask as well, as I mentioned earlier. We've got to have a starting point. We've got to know our first action step. We've got to know what the first little successive steps are. And then we also need to know what we need to change or stop doing. All of this recipe is going to come together, as you'll see in the book, if you have from success to significance in your hands to where you're going to be able to follow this guideline and really put this strategy in place rather than just winging it. So that, boys and girls, is the SMART Goals Action Plan strategy component number two. Let's go ahead in this episode and dive into strategy component number three, which is achieving integration with the SMART Goals Action Plan. So again, everything in this book builds on each other as you're really developing this strategy to make 2017 and future years incredible for you when it comes to the standpoint of actually sticking to a game plan of your vision and how that matches up with your goals. You guys may remember from earlier episodes where I talked about the overachiever trap. We know that overachievers are often guilty of investing their heart and soul into one or two areas of life. And what does that do many times? It leaves the remaining areas malnourished or inconsistently worked on. So it should become clear to you guys at some point that the process of designing your life is the concept of integration. Many people used to talk about balance. I've got to have balance in my life. Many people I used to hear talk about balance. I don't hear that talked about as much today because we realize it's an integration. There is no balance in life. This is a crazy wild world we live in. It's a circus most of the time, especially for entrepreneurs. You never know what's going to come your way. But even if you're not an entrepreneur, you still live in the wild, chaotic, busy, screens-in-your-face life that we have. There really is no balance. We've got to find a great way to integrate things into our life to where even when we're out of balance, which by the way, we will be 99.9% of the time, we still have strong systems in place to integrate into that madness and into that busyness to where we are still thriving forward, still paying attention to the things that matter most in life. And we're not like those overachievers that get sucked into one or two areas that they put everything into and then neglect their family or possibly neglect other business responsibilities that they get lax on. We all know people like that. So similar to the concept of balance, it's not completely different. It is similar. Integration means that you're focusing on each aspect of your life. But follow me carefully here, guys. Unlike people who strive for balance alone, which often means they compartmentalize different areas of their life and dedicate time to each separate component, those who strive for integration set goals that integrate the entirety of their vision. Get your mind around this concept of it's not balance, it's integration around the entirety of your vision. If you think back to my to-be list that I gave you guys an example of, I must have a daily lifestyle and profession which can support these goals. I personally have to have the flexibility and systems in place to be a great husband, a great father, a great friend, a great impactor in the community. If I'm living out my life by those goals and I want to stick to that, I can't accept a position that becomes all-consuming. Even if I quote-unquote schedule in time here and there for my wife and children and friends and community and all the other things that are important to me, I might feel a sense of achievement. I might feel like I'm handling this well. And in fact, in one point in my life, you would say that that's where I was. I had way too much on my plate. It's crazy to think about all the senseless busyness that I used to have on my plate and how much energy that gave me and how I thrive from that only to realize I'd put too much on the plate with a false sense of accomplishment. And I was really not doing great at any one of those areas and really just running myself into the ground. 
Some of you might be in that position out there right now. Busyness can be such a thief of our time, but at the same time look and mask itself like energy and productivity when really it's harming you in a big way. And a lot of times those around you as well when it comes to your family and close relationships. So if you think about the limited fuel that each of us have, even those of you out there that are just incredibly hard charging, which again, I was a fool in the past and thought that that was me, that limited fuel that we all have to devote to our days, something has to give. People used to tell me that. They're like, hey man, I'm worried about you. You're finite. I see you taking all these things on your plate. And immediately this sense of pride would well up in me just thinking in my mind as they're talking, man, this guy didn't know me at all. He didn't know how hard charging I am. He didn't know what my intentions are. They were right. Now, maybe they weren't 100% right, because let's face it, there are some of you out there that maybe have a lot more willpower to burn than others, but we're all human. We're finite. We will eventually give up. Eventually, your energy would revert to where you spend the majority of the week. And for most of us, that's at work. Then we come home and try to be great for our families or our close relationships, and they see the empty light blinking on the gas tank because we're done. And we try to fake our way through it and act like we're doing okay, but we're just sabotaging relationships around us many times. So for those of you reading the book, my aim is to have success in its purest form represent this integration of work and play, the presence of a vision in each goal so that activities in life become significant, not just successful. So to make sure that we achieve this integration, Curtis and I have established eight categories that cover every significant life area. And what I want you to do first is set a vision and a corresponding SMART goal in each category using that SMART goals action plan that I just spoke about. And if you're reading the book, you can see from my sample SMART goals action plan that within each category, we have to ask ourselves whether these goals support your overall vision and make sure that we are taking significant steps that tie that behavior, those goals, back into your vision. Again, they all build on each other. So here are the eight total categories. If you're in the book, this is on page 76. The eight goal categories are health, relationships, financial goals, professional growth, reputation, that was an important one to put in there, community contribution, fun and hobbies, personal and spiritual growth. So I actually outline in the book on page 77, my SMART goals action plan so that you guys can see an example of what this looks like. I'll just run through a few of the bullet points for sake of time here. I won't go into the full detail. But if we look at my overall health vision to stay physically fit at each stage of life, what are some of the things that I'm going to do to accomplish that? I wrote down in the book that I'm going to make a journal entry each day, starting now. Remember, it has to have specifics as far as timeliness, but I'm going to start now. It's going to remind me that there will never be an easy time to stay in shape, but the alternative is poor health, feeling run down, failing to give my best as a husband, father, and mentor or employer, fill in the blank. What's another bullet point there? I'm going to go to bed by 10.30 p.m. or earlier so that I can wake up by 4.30 a.m. for an hour-long morning workout, quiet time routine. I'm going to build in mental health by spending 30 minutes a day reading, journaling, establishing a strong foundation of mental energy to get me prepared for the busy day ahead. Some of those things sound like organization and business, but it all goes back to my health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health. All of that ties into your overall health vision. That's why we don't put a specific tag on that of mental, physical, spiritual. It is an overall health vision. And the main goal there is to stay physically fit at each stage of life, which I also throw mental health into there as well. And spiritual health. I want to be physically fit in my spiritual health. And then we cap off each of these sections with a compelling why. So I can be my best each day, mentally, physically, spiritually, as a husband, father, advisor, mentor. 
and so that I will be around to walk my three daughters down the aisle on their wedding day. Specific, guys. I want you to get deeper than you've ever gotten on any of your goal planning on this. Then we drop down to our relationship vision, the second goal category. What is my overall relationship vision? Define my relationship with the most important people in my life, whom I have the responsibility to serve and protect as a husband and father. What are the bullet points? Establish a weekly date night with my wife so that we can reconnect on important items that we might have missed in the busyness of life. Starting a quarterly best days yet. I got this idea from Curtis. It's one of his great ideas that I've pulled from him over the years. Starting a quarterly's best days yet with my oldest daughter, Avery, in the hopes that she sees her daddy as someone that was never too busy to be intentional about the time we spent together. And so she remembers the lasting eternal deep lessons that were learned during those planned out moments. Also starting a quarterly best days yet with my middle daughter, Susanna, and then a quarterly best days yet in 2019 with my youngest daughter, Catherine. Measurable, specific, time bound. Do you hear how detailed these are? I hope this energizes you and excites you for the things that you want to race after in your own life. But to heed our warnings in this book as to how these goals can be sabotaged or fizzle out and actually spend the time necessary to map these out with detail for yourself. What is my compelling why for my relationships? So that my marriage is given the respect that it deserves for its incredibly high importance in my life. My children admire a father who truly cared about their development and a strong bond with them. And that hopefully all of that will pass to future generations. So that if I'm intentional about this, my grandchildren and great-grandchildren and generations that I will never live to see will also be impacted by my focused efforts. You understand the weight of this, guys. You understand the weight of how your goals don't just impact you. We think that. We feel that. But it's incredible to know the power that our goals have. It reminds me of a powerful quote by C.S. Lewis. And I'm going to paraphrase here because it's a little bit of a different context. But it talks about how we as fickle humans view things as such small importance when really they are so large. Like ignorant children who want to go on making mud pies in a slum because we can't imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. And that idea has popped into my head before when it comes to goals and goal setting. We look at our goals many times as ignorant people who want to go on making mud pies in the slum and being perfectly happy with that because we don't realize what could be offered by a holiday at the sea. There's so much bigger things out there that we just are so ignorant about. Same thing with goals. Many times we think it impacts us only, but we are just oblivious to the fact that it impacts so many people around us, so many generations to come if you really do this the right way. Or you can live your life by default and we'll see how far that gets you. I think you know the answer to that. I go into the overall professional growth vision and the compelling why, the overall reputation vision, the overall community contribution vision, the overall fun and hobbies vision, the overall spiritual and personal growth vision. And let me mention, guys, these areas of life are not all listed in order of priority, but they all hold significant value. But the level of importance that a person is placing, whether it's consciously or otherwise, on each category is gauged by the type of goals that are set within that category. So by differentiating these categories, you're going to force yourself to pay attention to a category that you might have otherwise been neglecting. That's why there's eight. And some of you may not have thought to put things in there like reputation or community involvement. Sometimes those will get missed as you focus on the health goals, the financial goals, those are always big ones that come up on people's radar. 
So hopefully you're catching my message here that fair attention is needed in all areas if our lives are to truly flourish. Again, living a life by design, not by default, takes work, but it also takes an awareness of what categories should be included in your strategy session. True success and fulfillment must be measured from a perspective that encompasses all areas of life. And so if we're going to seek that integration in our life, it's going to take effort. It's going to take steadfast action. And we've got to understand that there are no shortcuts when it comes to this. Defining the important areas of your life is going to help you lessen the risk that you might overlook some otherwise really, really important things that are going to make a huge difference for you. So you heard parts of my own example. And on page 82, we give you a chance to put your own example down on paper with a SMART Goals Action Plan Worksheet. Again, overall health vision, overall relationship vision, overall financial vision, overall professional vision, overall reputation vision, overall community contribution vision, overall fun and hobbies vision, and finally, overall personal and spiritual vision to round out the eight. So guys, I've enjoyed being here with you today. I hope you take to heart everything that I've said in strategies number two and three for developing your SMART or your SMART P goals action plan. Again, positively stated with everything that I've mentioned here today, but then also putting that into a game plan that encompasses the eight categories of goals, both the seemingly really important things that everyone mentions and then some in there that you might forget or look over. Use that as integration into your entire life so that you can be great and significant on a wide spectrum of actions. See those actions through to the end and get really excited about a strategy for the rest of your life that you're going to stick to more consistently because you've got a game plan in place. Guys, again, this is your host, Jared Warren. I've thoroughly enjoyed going through this book with you, and we're going to continue in later weeks diving through each of these sections. We're not even close to being finished yet, and I hope you're getting excited about where we're going. Again, if you want your own copy, in the U.S., you can grab the paperback for just the shipping cost by heading to success101podcast.com forward slash the dash book and at the checkout section, enter promo code success101. If you're listening in internationally, which I know many of you out there are, grab the ebook reader at the same address so that you can follow along as well. If you'd like to connect directly with my team, shoot an email to info at success101podcast.com or catch me in the world of social media over on the Facebook Success 101 Podcast page or on Instagram under at Success 101 Podcast. We try to bring you guys the most relevant content around shaping a life by design and not by default, and ultimately building from Success 101, the building blocks of how to get there, all the way through to significance. I'll catch you guys on the next awesome episode of the Success 101 podcast. Until then. Until then.